Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. It's the weekend heading into the new year. It's going to be an interesting new year. Maine has uh, reared its ugly head with yeah. uh, the uh, state secretary who really doesn't have the authority. Well, they, I guess they can do whatever they want to. At least she yeah. feels that way. She worked on the Biden campaign. She's a Democrat, uh, a Biden supporter. And she said, nah, Trump's not going to be on the ballot, even though it is not. And he was never accused. Well, he's been accused, Mm -hmm. but he's never been convicted for January 6th and the insurrection. Here's how she wrote it. Okay, this is, her name is uh, Sheena Bellows, probably named after Sheena Easton. She's probably No, Sheena has two E's. This one has one. No, this has two E's. Oh, she does? S-H-E-E-N-A. S-H-E-E-N-A Bellows. Oh, they Uh, misspelled it then on one of the uh, the readings because they had Mm S-H-E-N-N. So, anyway... um, she wrote, I do not reach this conclusion lightly. Democ- democracy is sacred. I am mindful that no secretary of state has ever deprived a presidential candidate of ballot access based on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. I'm also mindful, however, that no presidential candidate has ever before engaged in insurrection. There's that word again. The word that Which has never been never convicted of. Never. No, no, no. But, you know, like you said, uh, the rules don't apply to the left. The rules don't apply. You and well, I, you know, we follow rules. The left, no. Yeah, it, it's it's really interesting because they're, they're sitting there going, you're an election denier. The election was not stolen. It was not stolen. It was not stolen. And there are Democrats officials now that are saying, yeah, he wasn't convicted of an insurrection, but it doesn't matter. We, you know, they, they admit that they're openly stealing it. That is an open steal that yeah, is going absolutely. on right there before your very eyes. Mm-hmm. And what that proves to you is that 2020 probably was stolen. And I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt by saying probably. Yeah, I think no, you're being let's very be kind. honest, it was stolen. And here yeah. they go again. Like, like Reagan would say, here you go again. And yeah. now you're just openly stealing because you are admitting you can't win it any other way. Stephen Chung is Trump's uh, spokesperson. He issued mm-hmm. a fiery statement condemning what they did in Maine. Uh, here's what it says. The Maine Secretary of State is a former ACLU attorney, a virulent leftist, and a hyper-partisan Biden-supporting Democrat who has decided to interfere in the presidential election on behalf of crooked Joe Biden. We're witnessing in real time the attempted theft of an election and the disenfranchisement of the American voter. Democrats in blue states are recklessly and unconstitutionally suspending the civil rights of the American voters by attempting to summarily remove President Trump's name from the ballot. Make no mistake, these partisan election interferences are a hostile assault on American democracy. Biden and the Democrats simply do not trust the American voter in a free and fair election and are now relying on the force of government institutions to protect their grip on power. State courts in Michigan and Minnesota have rejected these bad faith, bogus 14th Amendment ballot challenges, as have federal courts in New Hampshire, Arizona, Florida, Rhode Island, West Virginia, along with 10 other federal jurisdictions. We know both the Constitution 
and the American people are on our side in this fight. President Trump's dominating campaign has a commanding lead in the polls that has dramatically expanded as crooked Joe Biden's presidency continues to fail. We will quickly file a legal objection in state court to prevent these atrocious decisions in Maine from taking effect, and President Trump will never stop fighting to make America great again. By the way, when that woman made that uh, decision, that bellows, when she made that decision, uh, it, she stayed it until the court's, uh, Supreme Court had made a, a decision. So essentially, what she's saying is he's off the ballot if the Supreme Court says it's legal to do it. You know, that's basically what it is. But the left, you know, when I read the list of states there, you know, that, that he put down, I didn't realize what a full court press this movement is. New Hampshire, Arizona, Florida, Rhode Island, West Virginia, and 10 other states have tried to well, stop. Go ahead. What's interesting, if you look at the map of America and the, the blue versus the red, and w- when you take blue states, they're not entirely blue. It's the population centers that are blue. And I have a thought on that, too. But predominantly, every state in the union is red, 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 red. So what happens is these population centers are. Now, you have these extreme leftists that happen to be in the population centers, and they are the pushy. They are the ones that are pushing immigration no, let's take down the barriers of immigration. Let's get people in because then they can vote. And so that's what they have here. Like, you know, you go to Boston just in the past two years. You know, you go in there, you saw a population of a lot of the diehard, you know, people that grew up here, grew up in the Cape for the fishing community and just the, the you know, the heartbeat and soul of, of, of the state. Not anymore. Now what you're seeing it's almost like you've gone to Turkey or, or some other foreign country, but they're here. Some of them are legal. Some aren't, mm-hmm. ironically. But they all have voting status, and they're in these, these strongholds, and they're tightly packed in these strongholds. And they this is, this is just me observing, in my opinion, and that's what they're doing. They are, they're, they're, like, they're, they're like ants or... Cockroaches, they've built a nest. They have come out and said now, to the surprise of the media, that uh, Pennsylvania is leaning Republicans, leaning red, which is not a surprise to me. Trump won Pennsylvania in 2016. But, you know, when I first moved here a long time ago, Pennsylvania, they used to laugh about Pennsylvania. They said it's Alabama sandwiched between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Meaning, and that was done with the tongue in cheek. Like what they were saying was, uh, it basically is a red state, you know, with the exception of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. And those two, like you said, those dominant centers have enough weight on their own to sway the entire state. Well, what they used to have, they used to have the ethnic vote, you know, the black vote, Mm -hmm. because they had convinced you know, a lot of the black people that the, they had their best uh, intentions in mind and they were not racist, but they were the party that actually created racism and, you know, what the civil the civil war was fought about. But I think there's been an awakening and a lot of the ethnic, uh, the, the, the native ethnic people here that are mm-hmm. Americans, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. um, they've woken up. 
And it's yeah. I'm not to say not to say that well they've become conservative. What they've done is they've woken up to the big lie. The big lie is that Democrats have got they got your back. Well, let they me don't have your back. To that point, okay. Uh, I I just read Chicago, right? Big mm-hmm. Democratic state uh, city, rather. No, no, no. Uh, the 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 black vote in Chicago is sick of this guy Johnson already, and they realize, yeah. like you say, waking up, they're they're realizing this has got to stop. And you know, there's a, a a Trump, a big Trump movement in the minority community in Chicago, and let's in New York right now. I, I used to like I used to work there, right up in the Bronx in New York. Uh, they want to have a Trump rally in the Bronx, the yeah. the, the minority community, and uh, that that to me is this is major stuff. This says to me what you were talking about: the minority community is waking up. They've just about had it with these people who have promised them everything for decades and given them nothing, and they're looking back at what Trump did during his four years and how things were better, and how. He promises to do the same thing and more in the future, and they're realizing maybe that's a, the way we should go. You well, know, Newsweek admitted that Biden is the biggest dictator out there. He is bigger. He's a bigger threat. He's a bigger dictator than mm-hmm. Trump. Now, the interesting thing about that is that they say that, but the also the interesting thing is the left can't let go of trying to keep somewhat of a noose around the neck of Trump, saying, "Well, you know, he's a dictator too." You know, he's not a dictator, but they want to sit there and say that because if they give up Biden, they want us to give up Trump. Mm-hmm. No, he's a good guy. You know, and I'm I'm tired of, of the stupid lies that are going on with everything that they got going on out there. What's interesting, Clay Higgins, you know him from the rep from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Now, he introduced a bill. I forget what it's called, but anyway, it goes back to the 1887 Act on the, uh, the Electoral College. And basically what it's saying is, Oh, go ahead. Take a name off the ballot. If you take a legitimate candidate's name off the ballot, then your state electors don't get a vote. Well, that's, that's going to make them think twice about making that move. He I mean, said, yeah. And yeah. his thing is, uh, you know what? What was you his, know, his Bill, line? He said Bill, something to the effect Bill, of, you all play the, stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Bill, all the Supreme Court has to do is step up to the plate and make a decision. You would think that they would expedite this decision right now. You know, they're, they're waiting, I think, until they're supposedly back in session in January. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, they're all living in Washington. They can all get in their cars and drive into the uh, the Supreme Court building and do an expedited session and make a decision on this because it's affecting our country. It's well, causing can't they do turmoil. It from home, a teleconference? You know, you would think, Bill. You would think that they could do it via Zoom, yeah. you know? But these guys, honest to God, uh, you wonder where their heads are at. And uh, but Because this is, this is a crisis situation. This can't continue on. There's enough well, turmoil going on in our country. Yeah, the, the, there's a push. There's, you know, there, and they're attacking the uh, Second Amendment, too. There's a lot of things going on, like... Uh, where is it? Illinois, I think. They just, uh, their, their, their state Supreme Court has put the ban on assault rifles. And the word assault can be attached to any kind of gun. That's an assault pistol. That's an assault rifle. It's an assault this, where they're banned. And now you got to register all these different things. And even sheriffs and, and law enforcement's going, you know, this is unconstitutional. 
but they're doing it. And I, I'm, I'm thinking back to the 90s when the Clintons were in, when they sat there and said, the Constitution has outlived its usefulness. And of course, you do away with the Constitution, you've done a, you, you're doing away with the very foundation of their famous word, our democracy. We are, we, once we get rid of the Constitution, we're no longer the United States of America. Hey, before we uh, continue on, I want to uh, take a moment and ask for a favor from our listeners out there. We're uh, trying to find something out because we think that uh, some people are messing around with our with our system. You know, we've been doing this for two years and had a, a great deal of success. And now uh, as we approach uh, 2024, it seems like in the last few days, somebody's been messing with, with our uh our internals here at the uh, at the show. So what we'd like to have you do, it'll only take you a second, and it would be a big help, because we're not going to do another show until January 2nd, the day after New Year's. Okay, we're off mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday. So we need you to do us a favor, if you would. If you would just take a moment on your email, email to uh, go to uh, mail at jimandbill.com. Is that the address, Bill? Mail? At jimandbill.com? Yeah, because that's that's off of our servers. It's off of Facebook servers. It's off of everybody's servers. It goes to a separate server. So it's mail at jimandbill.com uh, or uh, jimandbill at mail.com. Wait, uh, Wait, now you lost me. <laughs> jimandbill at mail.com. Okay. Jimandbill at mail.com. See, I don't mail myself, okay? Yeah. I don't I don't send me any emails or texts or letters, but... Uh, if if you would take a moment to go to Jim and Bill at, at mail.com. okay, that's a separate server. We, the, we we have that just reversed too. We we have that domain, but mm-hmm. let's just do Jim and Bill at mail.com. That way, it's, it's a simple. third party. It's simple. It's yeah. there. You get it to us, and also share us with uh, as many people as you can. And here's what you're going to run into on on a couple occasions, like on Facebook. I don't own any space in Facebook. Nobody does. It's it's a free thing. Zuckerman made it. So technically, he can sit there and say, well, I'm sorry, unless you're liberal, you can't post that on there, and you get that little red flag. Well, we're getting that even on our own, quote, unquote, um, you know, Jim and or, uh, It's Another Day uh, site. Uh, people have complained about you. I don't want to blame or, it on Zuckerman, though, really, because Zuckerman had nothing to do with it. Zuckerberg. Or Zuckerberg, yeah. <laughs> Zuckerberg did. Well, whatever his name is. <laughs> yes. He's a Zuckerman, you know, yes. either way. Yes. But either way, the, the the dude sits there and does that. Now, you know, it's it's interesting because if you wanted to go on your own and start something on your own mm-hmm. like him, those days are over. You can't start. Uh, uh, even Trump, as big as he is, they are giving him all kinds of flack over, you know, Truth Social. You know, they're, oh, they're, yeah. the left is suppressing the talk and the freedom of speech. It is one word, and it's their look word, what they're doing the way they want Look it. what they're doing to Elon Musk. They're mm-hmm. trying, every time they get a chance to nail him on anything, they do. In Europe, right now, they're trying to shut down access to Twitter altogether in Europe. And uh, unless he, unless, by the way, he follows their censorship rules. And he has said, no, 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 that's not how this works. You know, um, I believe it's Rumble. I could be wrong. 
uh, mm-hmm. Rumble, uh, they stopped uh, sending their system into Brazil. Or was it uh, maybe it was Venezuela because they wanted to control what they could post and not post on Rumble. And Rumble said, no, no, that's not how this social system works, video system works. Uh, we are open to everybody, and we set our own parameters. The country that we broadcast to doesn't. So they pulled it from, I think, I could be wrong, but I think it was, maybe it was Venezuela. Uh, but it's it's one of the major uh, South American countries. So um, you're right. Uh, the, the yeah, This is what's happening. See, if you have a, a program that talks truth to fiction like ours does, um, this is what happens. They, the left doesn't just uh, object to it. They try to interfere with it. And by the way, getting back to what we'd like you to do, go to our e- that email address, jimandbill at mail.com. I know I messed it up in the beginning, but fortunately Bill's here to correct the old guy. <laughs> right. Jim, jimandbill at mail.com. And if, if you don't have to write anything, but you can. If you can say listening in Des Moines or listening in Green Bay or listening in Los Angeles or where, wherever you are, if you just take a moment to do that, it will help us get a handle on what's happening internally to uh, to our system because uh, if I told you what's going on, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, just suffice it to say that we think we're being interfered with by a human being out there. Uh, there's a, there's a, a hand of intervention that is uh, shape is trying to mess with our our uh, statistics, and it's it doesn't make any sense. And uh, you're talking to two guys, by the way, who worked in broadcasting for decades, and broadcasting is is nothing more than statistics. I mean, we lived and died by ratings every single day we were on the air and every single Mm -hmm. time we programmed a radio station. And so we know how these things work. We also know when these things are being messed with. And uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like something happened and someone went in and did something and they're trying to mess with us. And we have to know if we think we're right, and one of the ways of doing that is to get a response from you. Even if it's just, you don't have to write us a letter. You don't have to sit down and say, we love the show. You don't even have to write down where you're calling for. Even if you just reply to jimandbill at mail.com, just, just, yeah. send us a, 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 just send a blank email so we know that you're out there. Uh, we're not trying to build a mailing list. No, you're not going to get junk mail from us. Trust me. This is just a one-time thing. It'll be a big help. And uh, mm-hmm. that, now, uh, enough of that. Back to what's Speaking happening. Speaking of censorship. Yes. George University in Iowa, where Trump uh, had a rally. Uh, he's had rallies before. Mm-hmm. And big, successful rallies. I mean, huge, as he would like to say. He had yeah. one coming up here in January, but the uh, the faculty, the, the administrative people said, it's canceled. Sorry. What was this, Iowa? Yep, Dort University. Is it D-O-R-D-T, Dort University? How would you like to graduate from Dort? <laughs> it's, it's uh, hey, where'd you get your degree? I got it from Dort. <clears throat> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, either way, they canceled. They canceled their venue for that, and mm-hmm. Trump has still got it on his website. So they probably have got an alternate or are looking for an alternate. Um, but you know, again, this is somebody making a decision uh, on behalf of the right because uh, we just don't know what what we're thinking in our right mind. You know, I, all, I can, like all I can tell you, Bill, is they are. Uh, I think they're panicking right now because 
the months are moving faster than they ever thought they would. And, and we're approaching election times in different states, primaries, things like that. And Trump is only getting stronger. And the left is desperate. And God, I, I, I still am worried about uh, the possibility of being a violent physical intervention against Trump. And uh, I, I pray that I'm wrong, but uh, they're running out of alternatives, the left is. And the left has gone in that direction in the past. Well, but, they're going to try to, well, they're right now trying to remove the name from the ballot. If they can't do that, they're going to do anything they can to interfere with the election. And if that doesn't work, they will find a way to stop and halt the election and just say, that's it. We're done with fair elections and we're the left and we're in control. And this is the way it's going to be. You know, you mentioned Iowa. Um, they, they're sending 30 Iowa National Guard soldiers to Kosovo to uh, fill in as a, in, in a NATO peacekeeping uh, situation. And they're going to go for nine months. So we're sending troops. You don't hear about these things, but there mm-hmm. are now 30 families out there that are being, over 30 families, that are being uh, messed with for the next year uh, to go to, to perform a NATO function in, of all places, Kosovo, which I could think of other places I'd rather be. They, you know, they've had war over there for, what was it, during the 90s in, in Bosnia and places like that. So, uh, but we are, we are still uh, throwing our soldiers all over the planet, whether we want to or not. We still have, you don't hear about this. When we have, right now, on those aircraft carriers in the Middle East, we still have uh, units of the Marines uh, living on the decks of those ships waiting for something to happen. You know, yeah, you know, and I got a problem with uh, certain things, and I'll mention it right now because I, you know, they they were talking about well, you know, so and so buildings got wiped out by drones. Russia uses drones. We use drones. Mm-hmm. I think we're the ones that were the forefront of using drones. And you know, I've always thought of this, you know, because they talk about like the 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 attack on the ships with drones, right? You know, okay, what is what do you have in a drone? How much? How much money do you have in a drone? A few thousand dollars, five thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks. Not a bucks lot. They're, they're okay. disposable. Yeah, they're disposable. Let's just give it five thousand bucks. It's sure. probably more than that, but let's let's take the average low ball country. Yeah, that just has a drone that flies, and you put munitions in it, and it goes out and hits the deck of a carrier, and sinks the ship and kills all those so- soldiers on the deck because it's a good hit in placement. Who well, the, won that battle? Who won the battle? The good thing about um, it's a carrier group. It's not just a carrier by itself. The carrier mm. is protected by a ring of other ships. I only mention this because I don't know. The, you know, the, they're having a lot of problems mm. in the Red Sea right now with shipping well, yeah, and stuff. They, they've, they've, they've halted a lot of the commercial shipping there now. They launched, uh, I guess, for the first time in the mm. history of, of um, missile warfare, uh, mm-hmm. We've intercepted uh, several. I think they said intercontinental ballistic ICBM missiles. We took them down. It's the first time in the history of the uh, 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 in the first time in history that we've ha- ever had to intercept a sophisticated missile like that, uh, other than in a testing situation. And uh, fortunately, it worked. But that's the kind of instability we're living in. Yeah, I'm just saying the drones, it's a coward's war. You know, yeah. because you're sitting there in a bunker, you fly a drone over, let's sure. send a hundred drones over, 
one of them gets through, you know, so you just lost a five ten thousand dollar yeah. drone, but we just lost a sixty three billion dollar ship. But forget about the ship. Think of all the souls that went down with it. You know, I you think know, I, I think me, I read where since October seventh, uh, the Palestinians have launched like thirteen hundred missiles at uh, Israel. And uh, you don't hear about this from the media, by the way. You don't hear about this from the left-leaning media. These were unprovoked. These weren't like in response to. These were attacking missiles that were, I guess they got most of them. But how would you like to live, like you said, they, they, they launch a massive amount at one time with the hopes that one or two get through. You know, that's, that's how they work. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I look at the loss of, I look at the, the well, I look at the, the, the loss of the uh, the hardware. You know, we've got yeah. expensive hardware out there that apparently is vulnerable to something, you know, a, a shoebox bomb, you know, that they got no money in. And to me, you know, it's smart by them to do it, but it is a coward's war because they have nothing vested in that fight. And I'm sitting here going, you got to rethink, you know, how, how we fight these wars. We shouldn't be in these wars anyway, but we are. And uh, I think we're more vulnerable with all our sophistication and all of our hardware. Well, you and know, all of our men out there, we're vulnerable. I was watching a movie last night on uh, Freevee, which is an alternate network owned by Amazon and, and uh, Prime. And it's the difference is they have. Uh, they have good movies on it, but they have commercials on it, like commercial yeah. TV. They drop uh, in, a, yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the movies I watched last night was something called Condor's Nest. It's out. It's 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 not a great movie. I mean, it it it, it was um, shot on a shoestring, I think, and it had a lot of interesting actors in it with with reputations in the business, but uh, the script was like juvenile and the violence was overdone but one of the things that they talked about was this nuclear scientist he was supposed to be a nazi nuclear scientist during world war ii this all happens between 1945 and 1954 uh he, this guy says that uh, i can build you a nuclear bomb and we can walk it across the border in in texas and blow it up in an american city and I thought, my God, yeah, they can, especially right now, especially this moment. You know, we have a massive amount of unprotected uh, border right now. I mean, I'm not talking about the area that we have r roving uh, Border Patrol people, but there is a whole section. We talked about this yesterday. Thousands of miles of they've pulled the Border Patrol out. It's completely empty. If you can get across, good luck to you. And I believe the bad guys can get across. And as, mm -hmm. long, as long as there's no border patrol there, they can bring anything across. And I was thinking, my God, you know, wouldn't that be awful if that was where they're going with all of these military-age soldiers? You know, you get a couple of battalions of bad guys in, infiltrated into our country, and they, and they have a suitcase or two suitcases of, or three uh, uh, nuclear weapons and they set them off in uh, American cities, and there's your attack. It, ha it can happen in the snap of a finger. And this guy yeah. who is tasked with protecting these cities and, and the people in the cities and the surrounds, 
is vacationing in the Virgin Islands, ignoring everything. St. Croix, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, Bill, that, that actually I thought, my God, we're headed. This is going to be a bad year. 2024, something bad is going to happen. They're going to stop the election if they can't fix it. And, and right now it looks like they can't fix it. So be prepared for a major attack on something. And I'm here. Yeah, I, I really think that we're headed to hell in a handbasket, and that's just the way it is. Uh, and, you know, when you talk about Biden, you know, the, the left used to always make fun of Trump. Ah, oh, he's on vacation again. Ah, oh, he's on vacation again. Yeah, he's on vacation again. Obama was always on vacation. And Biden, every week he goes on vacation. Yeah. Well, he's at the beach. Well, he's in St. Croix. Well, he's doing this. You know, he's either taking a nap in the basement or he's on the freaking beach. And you know what this freeloader's doing, Bill? He's, he's, he goes down to this uh, billionaire's mansion in St. Croix. Mind you, this apparently this billionaire, when he's not there, he will rent it out like $800 a day or something like that. That's cheap. But not a lot of money. But it's it, he. But it, it pays, I'm sure it pays for the staff. It pays for cleaning the place, you know, a little, making sure that it's nice. But does Biden pay for it? He goes down there and he mooches. He makes sure that he gets it for freebies. He's the president of the United States. You know, he, he makes sure he can afford $800 a day, folks. Look at all the money he got from China. He's got it. Heck, if he used a salary from the White House, he could pay for it easily. But, no, Joe Joe wants it for nothing because Joe has been doing that his whole friggin' life. He's yeah. been mooching off everybody. He's but, been sucking off the teat of government and uh, for his entire his entire adult life. And, you know, and then he tells everybody how he's, you know, grew up in Scranton and how he was brought up by his Jewish friends. He was brought up by his Chinese friends. He was brought, brought up by his Mexican friends. He was brought up by his Italian friends. You name it, he was brought up by him. I mean, the well, guy. He's a religious man, too. You know oh, that, right? A devout Catholic who believes in everything that is against the theology. You've Think heard about, about well, you you know Trump, well, now they say it. I never found it anywhere that he said it, but okay, let's just say he did because I thought it was funny. You know, he mm -hmm. basically did a Christmas wish, uh, supposedly, according to the left, that sat there and said for all the, the haters of him, may they rot in hell. I think he and did Joe, say it. I think he oh, said he did it. Oh, say it? Yeah, it was, okay, it was well, funny. Joe Biden came back with his message to Trump. He says, you know, the Bible says to love your enemies— do good to those that hate you. Bless uh, those who curse you and pray for those that mistreat you. Trust well, me, Joe, he let didn't, me remind you, too. He didn't write that. <laughs> he didn't write that. No, but let me, let me remind Joe for saying it and whoever wrote that, that um, the Bible also says, the Lord says, do not take my name in vain. And it also says, or I would say that also means, do not take his words in vain either. And Joe, you're guilty of both because you are not a saint. You're a hypocrite. You're a liar. And I think you don't even believe in God, Joe. I, I listened to Trump's. I'm pretty sure you don't. I listened to Trump's messages, and it was actually two parts. The, mm -hmm. If I the the second part was that funny, you know, thing at the end. The actual message was uh, theological. It was mm -hmm. talking about the birth of the baby Jesus and how it me how it's a sacred day and how he quoted he he really 
got to the core of what Christmas really should be and what Christmas traditionally has been. He talked about God. He talked about Jesus. He talked about American values. Uh, he, he really nailed it. Biden, in his Christmas message, didn't mention the word Jesus or Christ once. Okay? He talked about everything but Jesus. It's, it's the birth of Jesus that we're celebrating, but yet, nah, it wasn't important to Joe. Nah, Joe was more important. You know, it, they, they were, like, they had a, a, was it a Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa message too? That, was, that's mm-hmm. a made up, that is a made-up holiday, by the way. Kwanzaa is made up, okay? It's not, wasn't it by a person that was actually, uh, they were criminal? I yeah, I, I, had, I had read that too. Uh, and, and it was kind of thrown together. Look, at I don't believe, I believe that certain, I think, look, they have, the black community has a right to celebrate a day. I think it's a great, a great idea to celebrate a day. Uh, Kwanzaa, if you look at how it was, it was created and why it was created, they even made it sound African. I don't even believe it's an African word. Maybe it is an African word. Maybe I'm wrong on that one, but I, I heard some people talking about it. And, and the whole thing was kind of quick, you know, uh, quickly put together. It wasn't something which was had deep historical roots that grew into something. Do you know what I'm saying? I think it came at a time when somebody was grasping for something to sit there and throw out in the limelight. They looked at anything. Oh, that sounds good. Let's take it and embrace it. And I bet you hindsight being 2020, they're going, yeah, we needed to embrace something. But that probably wasn't it. But how do you get rid of it? Because the Democrats took it and ran with it. The thing is, they put it next to Christmas, right next. To, they, yeah. they butt it up next to Christmas. It, and in my opinion, it's meant to be divisive. I believe that, and this gets to another thing I want to, I want to get to. I, uh, I believe that we're talking about equality. We're talking about everybody being equal. We're talking mm-hmm. about a, a, a homogenized nation where everybody is part of the, the fabric of what we are. And I believe that certain things that the left has shoved in, in our society have been put there to divide us and make them, uh, make them an irritant as opposed to something which makes us heal as a society. Um, Nikki Haley was up in Maine a couple of days ago, and she had a town hall. No, I take that back. She was in Berlin, New Hampshire, uh, an old paper mill city. In New Hampshire, Berlin, New Hampshire, which, by the way, back in the seventies, I remember Berlin as being a stinky town because, uh, and it was, and everybody liked it because when those mills were working, and they were creating uh, paper products up in Berlin, New Hampshire, everybody had a job, and, and right. when that when that stink of, the, of a paper process, and it does stink, uh, when it's in the air, everybody had money in their pockets. But anyway, she was up in Berlin, New Hampshire in this town hall, and, and now the Haley people are saying, well, this, this question was a plant. I'm going to play for you uh, how it went. Listen, this is Nikki Haley. Thank you, Ambassador. Thank you. Please, um, what was the cause of the United States Civil War? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? I'm sorry? I'm not running for president. I, 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 I wanted to see uh, your That's a good thing on the cause of the Civil War. I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. 
and what the rights of the people are. And we, I will always stand by the fact that I think government was intended to secure the rights and freedoms of the people. It was never meant to be all things to all people. Government doesn't need to tell you how to live your life. They don't need to tell you what you can and can't do. They don't need to be a part of your life. They need to make sure that you have freedom. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. We need to make sure that we do all things so that individuals have the liberties so that they can have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be without government getting in the way. Thank you. And in, in the year 2023, it's astonishing to me that you answer that question without mentioning the word slavery. What do you want me to say about slavery? No, um, uh, you've answered my question. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> that guy, was a setup question. But, you know, here's the thing, Bill. She was the former governor of South Carolina, and that's probably how she would have answered that question in South Carolina because, you know, down south, uh, if you answered, if you asked uh, somebody who was fighting during the Civil War, they would say that they're fighting for states' rights. As a matter of fact, if you saw the movie Gettysburg, mm-hmm. the movie Gettysburg, there's a scene where the the they have uh, Civil War Southern prisoners talking to a Northern officer, and uh, the Northern officer says, uh, "What are you fighting for?" And the young uh, Southern soldier says, "We're fighting for our rats." And the guy didn't know what he said because he had a deep, hmm. deep southern act. Fighting for your rats, rats, uh, rights, okay? Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, your rights. They thought in the South that they had a right to slavery. So they were fighting for their rights. The basic underlying uh, thing that they were fighting for was their right to have slavery, their rights, Okay. They, they could homogenize, they could brush over it, they could polish it up, but really, it all came down to slavery. But she was answering that question in New Hampshire, northern state, right? And uh, we've been taught in New, up in New England that the Civil War was uh, started because of the whole slavery situation. We were abolishing slavery in all of the states. And um, so, but she made a big, big mistake. She could have very easily have answered that. John, just by saying it was it was a war, we were trying to. Uh, uh, some people wanted to keep the rights to have s- other people, slaves, on their property, and uh, we were uh, a country that believed that slavery was wrong, and we were abolishing it. And I mean, she could have answered it and it, and brushed it over and given a, a solid answer. She didn't. She kicked that one around like it was on fire. She had no idea what the heck she was talking about, and it was the dumbest thing. And I thought, this is what Nikki Haley is, and I've read this before, Bill. She, mm-hmm. she is a chameleon, and this is why yeah. I don't, I don't like her. I would rather have someone like DeSantis, or she will well, change she her. See- she'll change her opinion about something if the mood goes in that direction. She didn't understand the question. She didn't know what it was about, and it caught her off guard. It was a set-up question, but it was it was about slavery. And, you know, but she didn't, it didn't, it didn't trigger in her mind because she didn't expect that question. Now, I probably wouldn't have expected the question either, but I would have said, yeah, it, it was about slavery. You know, yeah, but, you know, that. if you're but running little, for president, you got to expect everything at a town hall. Yeah, well, she didn't. She And, and obviously, her people didn't either. Now, she went back and backtracked and tried to incorporate slavery into the rights and everything else. And I don't know that everything else was really a part of the slavery thing. 
you know, and but it, it does showcase too. There, there's a misunderstanding of history, and it was pointed out. But I don't know where this guy came from, but um, it was a misstep for, by her, and I think the left will take it and highlight it. Uh, well, I, I don't think the left too. I think I think the right. I think the people that she's running against have got a new breath of fresh air because she she was starting to trend uh, strong second. Um, well, the news is by the way, now. fifty points behind Trump. Still, I mean, they'll they'll try to the the the, the rhinos on uh, on the right will try to point out that oh, the uh, surging Nikki Haley, uh, the Nikki Haley is uh, rising to a strong second place, but she's still fifty points behind Trump. Trump isn't weakening because of Nikki Haley. She's, uh, I mean, uh, Nikki Haley is strengthening because of Ron DeSantis's mistakes. You know, Ron DeSantis, uh, some of his PACs have uh, pulled their ad money. Mm-hmm. They're, they're looking at his campaign and saying, nah, he's not going where we thought he was going to go. No, nah, we're going to take take our money and, and save it, you know. Um, anyway, Bill, uh, did you hear what happened at the World Trade Center yesterday? No, I didn't hear anything about the World Trade. I didn't, uh, you know, we... Hundreds you know, of... Real- Hundreds of pro-Hamas agitators shut down the uh, main entrance at the World Trade Center, uh, and it sounded it sounded like this here. Listen. We will free Palestine. We will free Palestine. Now, mind you, mind you, this is the World Trade Center. It is basically a sacred site in our country. Uh, 3,000 people w- w- were brutally slaughtered on that site because of a, an attack by extremists, and those extremists were Muslims. And I, the thing I noticed when I saw the video of this uh, protest is most of them were young people who probably weren't alive, or if they were, they were babies, children. They don't know what the heck is going on. They don't know how. Mm-hmm. They, was, they were yelling Alu Akbar, Alu Akbar, God is great. Now, you may say, what's wrong with that? Well, that was brought to the American forefront uh, during that the attack on the World Trade Center. The terrorists who were flying those planes supposedly were shouting that, you know, just before they crashed their planes into those towers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never, you know, we... we, we it just wasn't in the forefront. I mean, in Muslim countries, it's a, it's like saying hello, you know. To it's, it's that common apparently, but uh, it wasn't something that we were aware of over here. Judeo-Christian society, that's what we were, you know. So, but the terrorists threw it around like a, a call to action, you know. And uh, now they're they're on that site yesterday, in New York and uh, blocking the main entrance to the World Trade Center, the new one, the one that they just built. Um, you know, and what does the city of New York do? The, it's run by Democrats, okay? Oh, yeah. They don't do a damn thing. I mean, I, I, they should clear it out in the snap of a finger. But these wimps that run these big cities right now, you know, they, they don't know what the hell to do, and they don't, they don't solve a problem. The good people who live in New York who expect to be protected from all of this stuff, nah, not, don't look to these, these guys because they're not going to protect you. 
It isn't politically no. expedient. But anyway, well, I thought you'd be interested. Not, in well, you know, it. New York, uh, they are now number one as far as states of uh, people leaving it, I think, in the past year. 101,984 people have left the state of New York. I wonder why that is. Wow, that is amazing, Bill. Uh, I mean, that's where are they going? By? I'd love to know. Are they well, going that, to Florida? Well, that, that's the question. Where are all these people that are leaving states like New York and Massachusetts? Where are they going? And, you know, are the people conservatives saying we've had enough of this place? Or are they blue staters that are going to go somewhere else and not realize that they're running away from themselves? Wow. That is, that is absolutely amazing. You know, uh, we are, you know, speaking of New York, I mentioned this. This happened on uh, on Christmas Day. I, I mentioned this. I think I did it on the day that uh, you you were, you couldn't do the show. Right. Uh, and uh, a man accused of uh, the terrible, terrible attack on uh, a couple of young uh, tourists from, I believe, South America. These were 14 and 16-year-old uh, young ladies who were having lunch in a in a restaurant in in Grand Central, and this wacko named Stephen Hutchison, uh, he said he was there. He he wanted all the whites dead, and uh, mm-hmm. then he said he want he went into a restaurant. They tried to kick him out, and he said, "I want to sit next to those crackers over there," meaning the the and he went over to the the young women who were minding their own business having lunch. He stabbed one in the chest. They said, but it wasn't bad. It just touched the lung. Just touched the lung. This is written by the left, okay? This is not written by somebody who's serious as a journalist. It just touched the lung. It, if it touched the lung, that's bad, okay? Period. End of the fact that she was stabbed was bad. And the other girl was stabbed in the thigh. And they made it sound like it was no big deal, right? Both of them, by yeah. the way, were in the hospital last I, I checked. But, you know, you stab somebody in in the thigh in the wrong area, and they'll bleed out in, in under a minute. You know, because there are some major arteries that go into uh, in, up and down your legs, especially in the thigh area, the inside thigh. But anyway, uh, this guy in this attack, they sent him off to Rikers Island. And they put him, after having some kind of mental evaluation, they put him in the main population. So he goes into his cell. Next thing you know, and I, I'm, I'm, they haven't said it, but I'm taking they put him in with a white guy. The next thing you know, he's found a ceramic, a piece of ceramic. And while the guy was lying, I guess, in his bunk, minding his own business, he attacked him and slashed him in the face and the hand. So mm. much so much so that they had to take him to, uh, to the hospital and uh, the Elmhurst Hospital for additional treatment. And they took this guy Hutchison, and now they put him in isolation for a few days, and and I they, I guess they don't know what the heck they're going to do with him after that, you know. But uh, this guy he shouldn't have had any weapons at all, or any way to wait, make w- weapons. But he found a way in in the the cell to take a piece of ceramic and attack another person. Uh, this is uh, but this is the kind of craziness you have in New York right now. These are people who. Back in the old days when they had law and order and they had mm-hmm. justice, he would have been sent off. He would have been a, a, probably a resident of some mental institution and being given treatment 
but instead they let these people out because oh, it's, we don't want to confine these people. It's, it's, it, it takes away their human rights. Let's let them live on the street. Let's let them have their, have their way with life. Do whatever they want to do. It's their world too, you know? Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, that's the latest on Stephen Hutchinson. That only happened, the attack on Christmas Day. So what is today? Today is the 29th, four days ago. So the way he's going, we'll be, here writing, we'll be hearing another story from another attack sometime soon. Probably will. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm looking at stuff here that's going on. Oh, by the way, you know, it's coming up here, I guess, right after the first of the year, the New Year weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the Epstein report. Uh, we're going to learn the names of oh. 170 uh, Epstein um, associates. Yeah, yeah. So those names are coming out. You know, some of the names of the victims, because they were underage, will be omitted, and that's understandable. Yeah. But uh, the people at play, now that's going to be interesting, and you know the left is going to be worried about that, so they're going to sit there and probably find some more dirt that they're going to or mud to throw on the wall. It, it'll be fabricated, but they're going to do that because they're going to want to distract from this. That's going to be big. It's going to be huge. Last I heard, there were only three names that they were uh, going to retract from the list. So it's going to be interesting. They, they mentioned that a guy named Doug Band, B-A-N-D, who was a chief aide to President Clinton, is on the list. Uh, some people believe that they're going to dribble these names out and and the people that they were associated with like clinton will uh, say well that was my aid i have no control over my aid you know and then later on they'll leak more names out and it'll get closer and closer to uh to the to the big names there are a lot of people i would imagine right now bill who are sweating bullets uh, do you think it would be better for them just to do a big drop and just put all the names out there or trickle it out? I mean, I, I think I would. I think people are tired of waiting for stuff. I yeah. mean, you know, we were told during the Ghislaine Maxwell trial that we were going to get all these uh, names and we were going to find out who was behind all this stuff. And they squelched it. They, they, they squelched it. I mean, it, it was a big nothing burger. And all we heard was what, Prince Andrew? Prince mm-hmm. Andrew was uh, uh, having an affair with a 14-year-old girl. What a, what a, what a piece of royalty he is, huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm, Do you think they're going to throw some kind of gag out there that's going to protect uh, the names of the guilty, or at least uh, the names of the guilty Democrats? And only you know, release? I would imagine that that's a good. That's a very good question. I wouldn't be surprised if their attorneys tried to block it in some way legally. You know, mm-hmm. until they, until they can be sure that. The accusations are are real, and that the book is real. Uh, it's going to do damage against our client, and we feel that uh, uh, you should uh, squelch this, uh, put a what do they call it, injunction against uh, these people, and uh, make sure they can't publish it until they're going to try to delay it. You're right. Yeah, Bill. they'll delay it, redact, uh, you know, redact the names of the ones they want to protect, which will be from the left. Yeah, and they'll they'll let slip out there. Well, a leak let out this name of this Republican. You know, you need to know not just Republican, but you need to know the Democrats, too. You can't just have a one-sided, you know, situation there. There are a lot of guilty, uh, you know. Republicans out there, too. Yeah. yeah. But associates uh, well, of know, this. Bill, they, they said that, um, who was it? Was it Chip Roy from Texas said uh, that. You go to Washington, 
this is the problem they had. There are a lot of videotapes in Washington right now that are of uh, representatives and senators in compromising situations, and they're being used as blackmail. What they do is they get to Washington, and they start to give them little things. Like, uh, first it's tickets to ball games, and, uh, you know, hey, you you deserve it. You've had a tough election year, and now you're here. Here's a couple of game tickets. Go enjoy the... uh, the whatever, the commanders or something like that. And then the the gifts and the trinkets get nicer and bigger. And then they go into a bar sometime with someone. They're approached by a, a young lady who seems, oh, enthralled by them and their success and what they're doing. And before you know it, they're in a compromising situation in a hotel room, which coincidentally has been set up for videotaping. They have cameras all over mm-hmm. the place. And they videotape these uh, politicians, and then they hold it. Then they hold it, and then they get a phone call one day when they're just about ready to vote for something, and, and they'll uh, get a phone call saying, hey, uh, Senator, we understand you're going to vote uh, for uh, this bill, uh, and uh, we don't think that's a good idea, and we think you shouldn't do it. And then he'll say, well, why do you, well, well, so what? He, well, you know, we have a videotape of you in, in the such-and-such hotel, yeah, with you were there, right? With a young lady, a, a blonde young lady, and you guys were in a compromising situation. How how would your wife like uh, to hear about this and see the video on the nightly news? Then they got him. Then they mm-hmm. got they got him. And apparently, this is not the exception in Washington. This is the rule in Washington. That's the thing that Chip Roy was was trying to point out. You know. The, the Santos, George Santos, mentioned something like this about the swamp. You know, he's mm-hmm. the, he was the uh, the the gay conservative uh, representative that they booted out of office. They booted him out of office because probably because because they were told to boot him up by other people. The deep state boot him out. You know, and then there was that other guy I can't remember his name, Cawthon, uh, Representative yeah. Cawthon, who had said that uh, the the city is filled with with people like this who were easily blackmailed. Uh, it's all over. We got a corrupt uh, system. It's going to be an interesting 2024. I know that. So, yeah. Uh, you, you hear about Microsoft, Bill? Uh, there's a lot of stories about what, yeah. what are you talking about? It's uh, they finalized the purchase of a thousand acres of farmland in Racine County, Wisconsin, a thousand acres. It cost them $176 million for Microsoft to buy up farmland in Racine County. Now, who's the biggest stockholder in uh, Microsoft? Why, it's none other than Bill Gates. So what could Bill Gates be doing with farmland? I mean, he's already he already owns more farmland than uh, probably anybody in the country right now. Well, the rich are buying up everything. They're buying, you know, we've sold America. And there's a lot of foreign countries that own farmland here in the United States, China being one of them. Yeah. Now, for me, uh, now I always thought that America used to be a, a, a nation where you couldn't be a foreign entity, entity and own our land. But now that's that's different. You got the money, honey. You uh, you got the land and you got the deed. Hey, Bill, I think we should eminent domain it back. I think say, Sorry, I think pal. you're right. I think we should. I think you're. Right. You mentioned something yesterday, and we almost forgot to talk about it. About uh, and it's a bigger story than we're giving it time for today. Uh, Brad Raffensperger, uh, yeah. Georgia Secretary of State, 
he did something which is interesting. He's refusing to testify under oath about the security of the Dominion voting machines. Exactly. <laughs> Yet they say the machines were accurate and don't question them, even yeah. though the company was in bankruptcy. It was used in uh, South America to steal elections. And uh, it, it, they even showed videotapes of how you could compromise the thing. And yet they're going, we certified it. That's it. You can't touch it because when you, when you touch it, it's decertified and it's your fault. He told, you know, he told Trump, there's nothing to see up here. Our elections are great. We're certifying them. That's it. There's nothing to see here. Not in Georgia. Well, and, the election's over. So what's not to see? Let's go ahead and open those things up and take a look. Well, here, uh, I'm not going to testify about it. Sorry, not going to do it. Here it is, almost 2024. You know, people say, well, what good is it now? They got him. The thing is, if he did it once, he can do it again. These people are emboldened by their actions. So mm-hmm. if these guys can get away with it in, 20, in 2020 and nothing has happened to them, as a matter of fact, the courts have backed them up, you know, then uh, why wouldn't they do it again in 2024? It seems to to be an interesting time for Raffens, Raffensperger uh, to mm-hmm. uh, to not want to testify. I mean, he's been pushed into a corner. A judge, Amy Totenberg, by the way, who by the way is the sister of uh, NPR and and uh, PBS's uh, uh, what's it uh, Nina Totenberg, who is mm-hmm. uh, a left a leftist, but Amy Totenberg, the judge has determined that the legal challenge against Georgia's electronic voting machines should proceed to a bench trial in January. And they want Raffensperger to testify, and he doesn't... He won't. He won't do it. I don't know how you... How do you do that, Bill? If they say you're going to testify, how do you say, no, I won't, and get away well, with it? Well, if you're a Republican and you don't testify, you go to jail. If you're a Democrat, uh, they, they give you the slide. Yeah. yeah. You, you hear about, that, uh, I'm looking at the clock, but yeah, I think you're right, Bill. I think that they will give them a slide they will, they'll probably drag their feet and hope that it'll just go away. Drag um, their feet and shrug their shoulders. Do you have a Glock? Do you have a I uh, used to, I sold it uh, a long time ago, but I, you know, uh, my son has one. Of course yeah. he's a statey, so, you know. Well, uh, the Austrian developer of the world's most famous handguns. He died a couple of days ago, 94 years old. Gaston Glock, a reclusive engineer, formed the Mm -hmm. Glock Company back in 1963 uh, in Vienna. The Glock Company announced his death yesterday, saying that their founder not only revolutionized the world of small arms in the 1980s, but also succeeded in establishing the Glock brand as the global leader in handguns Around the world, I think people at Colt and uh, Smith and Wesson might disagree, but uh, that was from the Glock company. And uh, Gaston Glock uh, has has left this world. It was written that article. I wanted to point this out to you, Bill. You can tell it was written by a leftist. It says, "This is a lie," and I'm reading it verbatim. It is unknown exactly how many people have died as a result of Glock handguns. That's a line. Yeah, that's a line. And if you use AI writing, which I do a lot, uh, the thing is, anytime you write something like that or political, there's always a political left-leaning line in it because the algorithm was approved and written by a lefty. But that was written, I I checked on it, it was written by uh, an actual human being. At least it had her name, Amy something or other. 
The thing about that is, is that they don't say in the article, it's also unknown how many people were saved as a result of the use of a Glock handgun. Oh, and they'll never talk about that. They never will talk about that. Yeah. Hey, my friend, uh, a reminder, if you would, one more time, uh, we would appreciate it if you just took a moment right now and uh, send us an email quickly. doesn't have to be anything written out, nothing long. Uh, we're not going to put you on a mailing list or set up a new mailing list or anything like that. We j- we're trying to find something out. And if you would take a moment and email us at Jim and Bill, all one word, Jim and Bill at mail.com. That's it, right? I got it right this time, Bill? Jim and Bill at mail.com? Yep, that's right. And let's just keep it to that simple one this time uh, so that uh, because there are a lot of emails to get to us and uh, keep it there. Keep it simple. It's like the old thing. Keep it simple, stupid. We're stupid. (laughs) And uh, make it easy for you. Exactly. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, You have a busy day, I'm sure. And it it is a a Friday and we're going to be off until next year. So, uh, uh, you're saying, what do you mean you're off till next year? Yeah, we're taking the weekend off. That's why it's important that you send us those emails just to let us know that you downloaded the show, you listened to the show today. It's part of our own little research we're putting, we're putting together. It would be very helpful, okay? Jim and mm-hmm. Bill at mail.com. That's it. Yeah. And by the way, I just, I'm happy to report that I'm one of the Powerball winners. Uh, in a group of uh, eighty people, we won four dollars. Oh split. my God! Have you thought of where you're gonna where are you gonna go, Bill? Are you gonna go? I anywhere? don't know. I gotta find a gumball machine that still takes pennies. <laughs> you know, I won two hundred dollars in the Connecticut lottery in nineteen seventy three, and I've spent two hundred thousand dollars trying to do it again. Uh, <laughs> money well spent. Yeah, yes, sir. Right. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, I think that's about it for us. We're gonna wrap it up. Have a great. Uh, New Year's Eve, a safe New Year's Eve, please. Don't overdo it. If you uh, imbibe, uh, get a designated driver because we want you all back. You know, we need you. You're part of our audience, and uh, we uh, appreciate you being out there. Okay, that's enough for me. I think it's important that we sign off with our standard but often uh, anticipated uh, ending, as only one Mr. Bill Knight can do. You must be talking about hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?